Welcome to the Crystal Crawford Show. I'm Crystal Crawford, and I invite you to a deep exploration of the tools of access consciousness and a totally different way of being. Hello, welcome to the show. My name's Crystal Crawford, and we are going to dive into today, Can You Change Never-Ending Patterns? For those of you that don't know me, I'm an access consciousness facilitator, and what is showing up in the world of access consciousness right now is a huge conversation about something called the big five. And if you're brand new to me and you're brand new to the access consciousness tools, I want to welcome to what is a a winding organism of a possibility that you can use to change anything in your life that I've used to completely change my life. And so I like to jump on here weekly and just pick an angle that we can talk about these tools from. And because we have so much new stuff coming forward in Access right now that is so game-changing, um, you're going to hear me talk about it quite a bit. So if you're watching live and you want to say hi, hi, Seafalls, nice to see you. Can you change never-ending patterns? I found this body of work that is these tools to change your life, to empower yourself at a time when I was 37 and I was really, really stuck with being able to change things. I had been, um, I had had a, a really, really rough childhood. I'd gotten into my 20s and managed to like pull myself through this little boutique Bible school and I got married at 27. I got separated five years later. I got married again. So by the time that I found Access Consciousness, I was two marriages in. My family relationships were pretty shattered, and I was seeking for what was going to work. So access consciousness comes in, and it's this, for those of you guys that know, if you know, you know, right? Like how many of you have changed your life with access consciousness? So this, these tools, what they start to do is they break apart where you're making things real that aren't real, and they give you access to the power that you are. So I've been doing this now for about 10 years. And the coolest thing about access is that it's changing all the time. And so the newest conversation in this world of access is called the big five. All of us are exploring like, what else can we get access to? What else can we acknowledge about what's really going on that's going to to give us the change that we need? And with these patterns that loop, does anybody loop in something? With these patterns that loop, um, there are things going on that you can't seem to change that feel like they automatically happen. And that's what I want to address today. It's the five elements that actually stimulate this sensation of not being able to get off the hamster wheel. It's an infinity loop hamster wheel and you can't get off. So can you change never-ending patterns? Yes. And I'm going to explain a little bit about how I've been doing this. And then I'm going to invite you to check out Clearing with Crystal because this week is the week that I, I am dropping six different clearing loops and a bundle of all six of them to begin breaking up where you can't seem to change things. Okay. So clearingwithcrystal.com, the big five clearing loops are out now. There's, there's about five big areas that these tools have been helping me with in the last four months that I couldn't get to before. And the first major one that you guys have heard me talk about a lot is reaction. Um, for the most part, the people in our lives are doing their own thing and are essentially 
the possibility of us either being as great as we can possibly be or as reactive as we could possibly be. And I know for me, I grew up in a really, really reactive soup. It was kind of just the way that we all related to each other, right? Like, uh, yeah, somebody would say something, somebody's feelings would get hurt, and then all of a sudden we were into a thing. So that's what I basically brought into my relationship mix was this need to take things personally and to find out what was really going on. And, and, and in that moment, I would immediately go into these energies of suspicion and defense and fight. And so that's been something that I've been doing my whole life. And actually, that was one of the asks when I first found Access Consciousness was to have great relationships because I literally could not find my way out of this pattern. And so, it, of course, when you have a pattern that you do repeatedly, like somebody will say something and, and then you're there, and then another person who's not related to that other person will say something and then you're there again. That's a pattern, right? That's a trigger. I literally, for the last 10 years, have been using access tools, but it wasn't until these big five elements came out that I actually got much change. Now, the way an access tool works is that you take a thing that you want to change and you address the energy of that thing and you either acknowledge it and it gets lighter or you clear it and it gets lighter and then you get access to the choices beyond it that you couldn't choose before so how you guys want to share with me like what your biggest pattern is right now like what's the pattern that you can't seem to change right now and i'll show you i'll show you something around this so another area where I, so, okay, sorry, I'm interrupting myself. So with this reaction thing, so literally for the last five or six months, every single time that I would go into that energy of reaction and reaction shows up as different things. Some of them are really overt and like you're in the yelling side of reaction, right? The, whatever that overt side is. And some reactions are incredibly inverted. So the withdrawal side. So I would be in one or the other of those reactions and I would go all the big five creating this, right, wrong, good, bad, pot, buck, all nine, shorts, boys, povids, and beyonds. Now, that's the clearing statement, which acts like a bulldozer, just clearing limited energies out of the way. But that's one of the tools that you can use. But the thing about the big five is that it's called the big five because there's five elements. And, and what it is is that there's five basic things that keep us trapped in what we can't change. So for anything to be unchangeable, which are, which are the things that you are looping in like this, and I will read these when I finish this explanation. So for anything to be unchangeable, you have to be stuck in a lie. There's basically five elements of what keeps you stuck. And the first is like what you just presume to be true. So there, you know, if you look at the area of relationship, for example, there are so many different presumptions that we all have about relationships. He shouldn't, this shouldn't, that shouldn't, this shouldn't, mostly shouldn'ts, right? This shouldn't happen. He shouldn't do this. They, nobody should do this. This should never occur. I'm going to stand up for myself and create something different, right? So, or, you know, somebody does something and you're just offended or you're hurt or you go into all the feelings. Well, feelings are the second element, which is that need of a reactive reality. So then there's all these reactive realities that prove what we've decided is true. So you can't have a reactive reality if you don't first have something you've decided is true. Now, if you start to like take this little 
um, explanation and you apply it, for example, over to money, there's all these things that we're doing with money that we don't even see as reactive realities. Like, for example, did you know that keeping yourself broke is a reactive reality? It's a reactive reality, something you're trying to prove. You're either trying to prove that you have, that you hate money and you don't need it, or you're trying to prove somebody else's reality correct, because would you choose to have no money if you were in full choice, or would you choose something else? Um, maybe you would choose to have no money, but my guess is that if you are creating difficulty for yourself, you're in reaction to something or someone. So like, again, if you look at your inner reactive reality, creating from that reaction, you're just reacting constantly around money. Then there's a bunch of like facts behind that, that are holding those reactions in place. Okay. And then you've got the elements in this big five stuff that are like this super, super unconscious stuff that keep you looping back in. And this is where like grabbing the clearing call that I did, grabbing these clearing loops is going to give you a whole lot more clarity because with each each loop, sorry, you like my little mic stand? <laughs> I've, I've included a clip of the explanation of the big five, but also like a written a written form of the big five. So it's going to start to give you more access to what am I doing here? Right. So let me look at some of this stuff that you guys wrote. All right. So here's some of the patterns you guys are dealing with. Lack of execution, using family to limit and sabotage myself, um, procrastination. Pattern is going all in and then not seeing the value. So I let it go. And then I see the value after letting it go. And then it's too late. Fatma said the need of freedom. Um, Saples says procrastination and coming back to zero. Daniel said, I feel like I'm reacting to the job I'm leaving. There's a higher paying job, but I feel so uncomfortable quitting. Right? So there's all these things that we're doing that we don't even know why we're doing them. And the thing is that most of us go looking for why, why am I doing this? Why do I procrastinate? Why won't I choose? These are questions I get a lot on calls. Why do why? as if why is going to get us somewhere. Have any of you guys ever noticed that why doesn't get you to where you want to go? Like, did you, did anybody have a time where they discovered, okay, so here's, here's one for me with relationship, right? This is such an easy, easy one to see. Why am I reacting to this? I remember actually, I think I did a reel on this. I'm like, you know, Andres really likes to work out and I would go into reaction every time he would work out. Why the fuck am I doing that? That makes no sense. And this is the thing. Our reactions are the things that we're choosing that we can't seem to change don't make any sense. They're not logical. They don't live in the world of logic. It turns out logic is not a thing. They live in the world of insanity where we're just doing it because we're doing it because we're doing it. But guess what? We're in the big five. We're in one or more of the elements. And the thing about these five elements is they literally do this infinity loop thing. So it's like, okay, so what's, when you're procrastinating, can there be multiple things going on? One of the things that could be going on is your awareness of, so here's the thing, we're procrastinating and what we've got is a glump. And this is the thing with most things. I don't execute things. Okay. Some of us will come up with these like really broad statements. I don't, I don't follow through. I don't understand what's wrong with me. So we're going into the rabbit hole to try to understand what's wrong with us so that we can fix it. But that's not actually what gets us there. That's the big five, right? How do I get further into the rabbit hole so I can fix this is not going to work. What is going to work is acknowledging what's occurring. Now, here's the keys to changing anything that I think are so simple and we just ignore them. 
acknowledging what is going on, allowing it to be what it is, and choosing something else. Now, if we are calling, for example, if we're galumping a bunch of stuff together, and a galump is like, I don't know, you know, big grouping of things, like a big grouping of things that we're calling, I'm going to call this procrastination. Is this procrastination or is this a phone, a pen, and a set of earbuds? If I call it procrastination, that doesn't make it procrastination, but that does mean I'm going to have a really, really hard time changing it because this is not actually procrastination. This is a bunch of things that I'm calling procrastination. And look, this example right here is what we do with anxiety. This is what we would do with depression. This is what we do with I don't execute things and I don't understand why. We, we put a big grouping of things together and we don't get clear on the elements and the choices we have beyond them and then we wonder why it doesn't change. So this is like what creates the never-ending pattern. We're not acknowledging what it is. So let's take procrastination because this is a very, very common humanoid problem. Most of the things you're struggling with are very, very common for those of us that like to judge ourselves, okay? So procrastination. So big thing, a lot of things going on. Number one, you could be aware of the future. Number two, you could be aware that the things that you think you should have to do, you don't actually really have to do. Number three, you could be aware that you are so powerful that you don't really need to do that now. It's not going to take you that much time. And if you do it at the last minute, you're going to get it done anyway. And not much is required of you, so you can really put minimal effort in. So all three of those were awareness things. Number four, you could be being lazy. Number five, you could be validating someone else's reality with not actually executing what's going to actually move your life forward. And number six, you could be proving that you're a failure. Number seven, you could be proving that you can't succeed. And then actually the list could keep going on, right? So we go up all these things, right? We call this thing that we're doing something, procrastination, we call it anxiety. Um, I was watching a documentary on Xanax on Netflix the other day. I've been watching all these documentaries on like, drugs and how we get into them and the handling of pain. But one of the pains that we've been handling with medication, especially in North America, is, is anxiety. Well, the thing is that we've got all of these symptoms showing up in our body and they're getting labeled as anxiety, but because we're labeling it as anxiety and we're trying to find the root cause of it physiologically and emotionally without really looking at Another possibility, which is, is it awareness? Is it a capacity? We are medicating. And the medication, all that's doing is slowing everything down in our bodies so that we can function, but not actually giving us access to our ability with that thing. So again, there's a lot of diagnosing and glumping going on that's not giving us access to change. Now, the reason I say all that is because in the thing that you are looping in, are you doing some glumping? Have you gotten really present with what it is that you're doing? Or are you not that present and you've kind of given it a label and tossed it off? So what this big, what these five elements allow us to do is start to pull it, tease it apart. Did anybody ever have long hair as a kid? Okay, so I had really, really, really long hair, like down to my ass long hair. And the thing about having long hair is that it's, it's a lot of work. And, and, and being a kid having long hair and enjoying chewing gum simultaneously and then sleeping with gum in your mouth means 
that sometimes you wake up with a big lump of gum in your hair. Now, <laughs> the way to get gum out of one's hair, there's basically two ways to get gum out of one's hair, this big lump of gum. You either cut it out with scissors, which if you have long hair, leaves a big hole in your hair, and then you have to do something about that. Or you find a way to tease the hair out of the gum. Now, the thing about getting gum out of long hair is that you have to use a very, very oily product in order to achieve enough lubrication to tease that hair out of that gum. It's a disgusting process. You have to use oil, peanut butter, something that's very, very greasy and smelly, and you have to wash your hair 10 times after that. And then if you work with it enough, you will tease it out. That's kind of a lot of work to tease something apart in your life, right? Oil, working with it, five shampoos later. We don't really have to work that hard. But what we do have to do is recognize that the things that we can't seem to change in our life need some different kind of attention. The things that we've been trying to do so far haven't been working. So the cool thing about teasing apart or addressing an energetic glump of gum in your hair, of gum in your life, is that you can address the energies without necessarily needing to know what's going on, unless not addressing specifically what's going on is not creating the change you need. So the first place we want to start is like all the big five creating this right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pock, all nine shorts, boys, poets, and beyonds. But the second thing we want to do, if that thing, let's say you're procrastinating, you're not executing, you're not choosing, um, you kind of want to start to look at, pull the elements apart and start looking at them individually and then pock and pod those elements. Now on these clearing loops that I've put together, I'm giving you all the elements. I'm typing them all out for you. You can take all those clearings that I run and just run them for yourself, or you can use them as foundational clearings to tease apart other things in your life. So I have a clearing on money and money problems, all the big five creating that zero sum game that we do with money. That's a good one. I've got two clearing loops coming out on business, on being unwilling to succeed in business and all the big five that you're using to create that zero sum game. I'm gonna talk about the zero sum game. And then the big five creating, un, like hiding and not being willing to be seen. So how much of the big five are you using to create the zero sum game with being visible? are you choosing, for example, okay? And then what you do is you go everything that is, everything creating that, I destroy, I let that go. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, buck, all nine, shorts, boys, poets, and beyonds. Because I was talking to a lady the other day, for example, with business and visibility, and she started out with like, I don't understand why I won't do the things I know I need to do for my business to grow. Now, this is pretty much where we all start. I don't understand why I do this. How many of you guys were taught to go looking for the why? As if learning why you're doing something would create something. And actually I was, <laughs> I've been by myself now for two to two and a half weeks. So in my downtime, I, I slip onto Netflix and I've been watching Hoarders. There's so much about that show I wanna do like clips on, but you know, one of the tactics in working with these people that have hoarded so much stuff over all these years my mom's a hoarder. I actually had have hoarding tendencies in my world. But one of the tactics to working with them is, is walking them through, well, why did you do this? So that's a very, very common therapeutic practice. Walk with me through why you did this. And then what was happening in the show is that 
the therapist would land on the thing that she thought or he thought was the why, right? Like, oh, well, your, your partner died and you never moved on from that. And that's why this is grief. This is grief expressed in your house. There's some of that that could be true, but you would watch these people that had created this incredible mess, this incredible creation in their home, listen to this other person tell them why and nod along to it like, yeah, I guess you're right. And hoping, you could see that other person hoping that this would take effect and affect what they were choosing with their life. But I knew it wasn't going to work. Because that wasn't why. They chose what they chose because they chose it. Now, at some point in a person's life, when they're hoarding like that, and all of us do this in different ways, so this could be a whole interesting series. At some point, they made a, they made a decision, right? So these decisions become the presumptions that we live from as if they're fact. And then they reacted to these presumptions with accumulation and storage and hoarding. And now they've got this incredible backlog of a hoard that they either want to change or their family wants them to change or the city wants them to change. But the truth is we choose things because we choose things because we choose things. Now, what's driving our choices? And this is where the big five comes in because there has been so many of these five elements driving our choices. We have not been in the driver's seat. We've been driven by these five elements, the presumptions, the need to react to these, the other, the, the reactive response systems, the AI actualizers, and the need to be a savior, which creates over here the zero-sum game of personhood, right? The zero-sum game is where nobody wins, nobody loses, everybody's just on an even playing field. So like as humanoids that have all these abilities, right? We can multitask, we can chameleon, we can do a bunch of things. We can do things at the last minute. We can figure things out just like that. In an emergency, we're calm, cool, and collected. Uh, We're super aware, super psychic. We pick up on all these things. We can change the energy of a room just by walking into it. We have all these incredible energetic abilities and we're, we're super creative, super able. But to not be that, we have to disable ourselves. So at some point, we in, in one of our lifetimes, we had to buy into these five elements and go, oh yeah, this will disable me just enough. Like I'll be able to like do my life, but I'll keep it just enough kind of like everybody else that nobody will really know that I'm that different. That's the zero sum game. Nobody's going to really know that I'm that different if I just keep my life at the level of everyone else. As soon as I start like functioning as me, like for me, when I started functioning with money as me, I immediately created more money than I knew what to do with. When I was functioning like my mom, I couldn't get past a certain ceiling. So to, to be able to get to my reality, I had to start acknowledging whose reality I was doing in the first place. And, and use all these tools to like clear out all the unconsciousness I was using to make her reality my only choice. So I'm still in the exploration of that all the time, but with access to my reality, I can have money. So I can be visible. I can create a business. I can do this stuff. But I couldn't do that from these other elements telling me that I couldn't. So, so, I, so this is the thing. We hobble ourselves enough. We tie enough of our limbs behind our back unconsciously by buying into these elements as the only real and true thing. 
and then we we go forward in the life in our life just 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 being just enough that we never really stand out too much nobody really loses or wins but we get to suffer all the time 24 7. so you know what my question is for you is that enough for you i've been all the time i look at more and more the things that i choose to keep in my life that stimulate my need of a reactive reality and i was looking at that again today and what i wondered about it is that is this do i keep this stimulator is it familiar yes does it keep me looping in this reality so i never really have to go beyond this reality and explore mine yes is exploring my reality uncomfortable yes because it's undefined it's energetic it's unexplored for the most part um and this is one of the things we're we're really looking at in the talk to the entities advanced class that i'm in right now that you know is that exploration of your reality is so different and so other that it doesn't have any of those familiar feelings that this reality has and and, we, and when i say this reality i mean like you know relationship stuff money stuff body stuff like uh you know daniel's like i feel like i'm reacting to the job i'm leaving there's a higher paying job but i feel so uncomfortable quitting i was trying to be reliable flexible and loyal and i realize i just i can be those things for me but this is the thing right we get distracted with job stuff we get distracted with our money problems we get distracted with our body so i actually have two more clearing loops coming out on the body stuff body pain and intensity and body weight loss so this week for the first time i bought a swimsuit for the first time in a while um, and what i'm playing with right now is finding the styles that one are flattering two that i think are sexy but can you tell that even as i go to talk about it i'm bumping into all these judgments that i have now this is again these bumps into things are those presumptive realities about bodies so when I look at my body, for example, it doesn't match this Instagram body that I have presumed to be the ideal body. And this is as women, especially, I think as people, this is what we do with bodies. Instead of like being embodied and allowing our body and taking pleasure in our body, we judge it, we feed it, we stuff it, we ignore it, we avoid it, we hoard food and energy and all these things right which creates these dynamically bigger bodies which creates all this difficulty with movement there's so much shit going on and these are all the patterns right so again to begin to get access to the choices beyond this we have to start breaking apart these little infinity loops of five elements and so i really 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 want to invite you to check out the shop clearingwithcrystal.com let me run my little um, banner here for you so you can see it. Um, what's one last thing I can kind of leave you with on this? What I would do with all these things that you guys wrote, right? The need of freedom. You want to start to ask yourself some questions around anything that you feel like you can't change, that you've just been in a loop over, right? If you, for example, have just been needing to be free for your entire life, and that's just the feeling that you've lived with, one of the things you got to look at is what's my presumption here 
And one of the things you might discover is that you, one of your presumptions could be that you're not free. And then you have to ask if that presumption's true. Because what we do with these points of view is like we, we have them unconsciously and then we prove them. And so we can look back over our life and go, see, I have proof that this thing is true and I'm continuing to prove it. All the things that show up in my life prove it because we are being it. And so we will only create what matches that. And is it actually true that I'm not free? Would an infinite being be not free or something else? So then you might discover, well, I'm not being an infinite being. I'm being a limited being. And then you might discover, if you're really willing, that you're choosing that. And you could choose something else if you wanted to. But again, this is that willingness to like tease this stuff apart, the gum in your hair, right? This big lump in your life, put some peanut butter in it and start to tease it apart and go, okay, I'm going to really look at this and get present and see if I have any other choices than this repeating I keep doing. And what the clearing loops are designed to do is make that process a lot easier. Because when you have, like, have any of you guys ever seen that movie, Moses? I think it's called Moses. It's this big epic, is it called Moses? No, Noah. It's about Noah and the Ark. It's got Russell, uh, I want to say Russell Brunson, that's not true. The guy that played Gladiator, that guy, Russell. It's got him in it, and it's the story of Noah's Ark, and it's really, really beautifully done, if you guys haven't seen it. And in that movie, one of the, the stories that Noah tells about his journey with God is, is the story of the beginning of the earth. And at the beginning of the creation of the earth, there were these light beings. And something happened, and this is the part I'm a little muddy on with that movie, but they got, they got, oh, I think what happened is they got thrust or thrown down to the earth. And these incredible light beings got crusted with all of this earth to where they could only move as kind of lumps of earth instead of these light beings that had access to all movement. And, and then the story goes on from there. But that's to me what it's like when you are mired down and muddied by the big five elements is you, you can't seem to get out of it. You are this incredibly light, malleable, movable being that's been like crusted over with this stuff that's told you that this is what you really are. You, it's hard for you to move. You can't change very fast. You've got a lot of things wrong with you. Your body hurts and it's just the way it is. And there's not much change available to you. That is not true. There is a way out. And so I want to invite you to having more ease with that and invite you to these clearing loops that will start to make that easier and faster. So if you like this, share it with a friend and um, I will see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to this show. My target is to make consciousness easy to find. So if you enjoyed this, please leave a five-star review and also share this with a friend who you know might be looking for more consciousness in their life. You can visit me on crystaljoycrawford.com and to learn more about the incredible life-changing tools of access consciousness, go to accessconsciousness.com and theclearingstatement.com and be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Mm-hmm.